You are listening to Quality Time, a podcast designed to support Nebraskan providers through their journey with Step Up to Quality. I am your host, Colleen Schmidt. Get ready to listen as we prepare to elevate each other as we step up to quality. Welcome back, listeners. Today, our guest is Jackie Fogan, and our topic is chime. So Jackie, we're going to jump right in, but can you share with our listeners a little bit about your story? Tell us what you do now, what your role is now, and maybe even share a little bit about how you got there. Yeah, sure. So I am currently a an extension educator. I work for the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, and um, I um, am primarily serving Lancaster County. Currently, I also have a special role where 80% of my position is focused on working um, on a grant project that we've received, our team. And the project is focused on um, sharing Chime with specifically with Head Start partners across the United States, um, including some in Nebraska. So I spend a lot of my time um, talking about and thinking about Chime. Awesome. And what kind of led you to your role at the extension office, Jackie? How'd you get there? What did you do before you were (laughs) working with extension? Yes, sure. So I was the director of the UNL Children's Center prior to taking my position at extension, which oddly enough, I was looking for um, jobs for my husband who was graduating with his master's degree. And I came along this particular extension educator position and was like, well, that one's for me. Um, so that's how I, I moved from the early childhood kind of in the program in the classroom type position um, into an extension. Awesome. I didn't know that about you. I didn't know you wore that director's hat. So when we're talking about Chime, I want you to think about when you were a director and I'm sure you connect the dots all the time on why that matters. But before we get into Uh, those connections, can you share with our listeners, first of all, tell us what it is and tell us why it was created. Yeah, thanks. So CHIME stands for Cultivating Healthy Intentional Mindful Educators. And it really is an eight-week mindfulness and compassion-based program for early childhood educators and practitioners of all kinds. So it might be directors, it might be assistant teachers, full-time head head teachers, uh, transportation, nutrition, um, whoever it is with early childhood, uh, Chime is really for you. We have a birth to five um, handbook. And then last summer, actually, we piloted a K through fifth grade Ooh. handbook. So actually, we have the gamut filled if it's something that's of interest to you and you're maybe a little bit outside of that birth to five age range, we can still support you in that way. Um, but really, Chime started back in 2017. It was really just kind of a an idea. Um, Dr. Holly Hatton had just joined uh, UNO back in that time. I think she came end of 2016, beginning of 2017. And that was something that she brought with her of what she'd been studying and learning about and really um, doing some research with. And so we started trying it out here and did our first pilot. Uh, that pilot in 2017 was with three um, child care programs in Lincoln and then one out in Seward. Um, one was a spiritual program, so facilitated within a child care that's inside of a church. Um, but then the other ones we would say had typically lower income 
families participating in the program. Um, so we have that rural and urban connection with that very first pilot. So our and, listeners who are listening might recognize when you said Dr. Holly, because we had invited her during season one to be our guest and she shared all sorts of strategies and ideas. And she just was a really fun person to chat with about self-care. But I guess I didn't real I I didn't connect the dots that she was the one who kind of initiated this project and got that going. So I love that it's been going on since 2017. We've gone through a lot over the last few years collectively as a workforce, as a community, everyone's kind of gone through the ringer with some things. And I think mindfulness is always important, but given the last few years that our workforce has really gone through all the different kind of changes and uh, things, can you explain or share thoughts on why you might feel is chime more important than ever? Yeah. Um, well, our field certainly hasn't gotten more easy or simplified with just uh, the research that we know. Childcare providers are not paid what they're worth. The mm -hmm. burnout is incredible. Yep. Um, the support just ne isn't necessarily there for our field, although I would say Nebraska in general is doing really good in trying Agreed. to support our providers. Um, but it's just it's a really tough it's a really tough position to be in. And even though we are so thankful for everyone who ever puts on the early childhood hat, um, we can see why, why it's a difficult hat to wear. <laughs> um, and I work a lot with facilitators that are coming on to deliver chime. And like I said, with that project that I'm on right now for most of my position, I had the pleasure of talking to one of the facilitators who shared that um, becoming a facilitator was so important to be able to share it with her staff, but she didn't even realize what she herself would get out of it yes. and how necessary it is for her, not only as a um, administrator in her organization, but also just as a parent of someone with three small children herself. So mindfulness is for everyone. Um, learning to be compassionate with yourself, that's for everybody. Um, so I, I highly recommend it. <laughs> I so agree with that. And I what you're saying resonates with me. Like I am a gal who likes to continue to learn about mindfulness and self-care and self-love and, you know, building up sense of self and how that impacts the job you do. And I do notice a change from, you know, just trying to be a little bit more present <laughs> with knowing that I'm not going to be perfect at all of those things, but just striving to learn and grow. And I will be honest, I haven't gone through chime and I feel like it's for me. Like I, <laughs> I'm all in, like I would love to learn more about how to support those holding the babies in a real way to give them some actual strategies that can help them be more, I feel like we have to be, you know, realistic at what the job at hand is. It's a physically, mentally, emotionally challenging job. Doesn't mean it's not joyful, but when we recognize that working in early childhood is hard, like we need strategies and tools in our tool belt to help support us to do that. So 
I'm not going to ask you to share everything from the training, but can you share maybe a few strategies that are your favorites or your best tools for success for mindfulness and well-being? Yeah, so um, there's an app for everything, but I um, recommend mindfulness apps and Headspace is my go-to app because I like the voice that's on that one. So many, many, many apps are out there. Um, Calm, Headspace. Oh gosh, there's so many, but I would recommend trying them out. Most of them have no cost to start and then they kind of get you hooked and there's suddenly a membership that you can choose to join or not, or you can just use the free part of that. But what I like about that is it'll randomly like in the morning, I'll get a, you know, almost like a pop up that says, you know, headspace. And then it kind of gets you into like, oh, yeah, I should do that right now. So it kind of focuses your attention that, oh, maybe you should practice this right now. Um, Also, just in general, a lot of us have some sort of fitness tracker, like an Apple Watch or whatnot. And I swear that it pops up that I should take a minute to breathe at just the right time. (laughs) So again, if you have one of those and you have the ability to let that, um, that thing pop up on your, your, you know, watch or whatever to tell you like, Hey, just take a minute to breathe that it doesn't always, it doesn't hurt to take the reminders where they're at. Um, we have, we offer a lot of tools that you receive when you participate in chime in our participant handbook. Um, as well as we just bring a lot of them to class. Some things you get to keep, some things are like a make and take during the class. We certainly talk about how to utilize them um, while we're together in the class and community. But another really great one for me is just the glitter bottle. That whole idea that you shake it all up and the glitter is really swirling and you can um, think about how those could be thoughts rumbling around in your head and you can notice there's so many you can't even see through it. But honestly, just the idea of like, just sit the bottle down, sit your body down. If you watch and you breathe, the glitter does settle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just such a visual reminder of our brains are all doing that all day long. If you're a director, you're wearing all them hats and you're, it's hard to go from one thing to the next without, you know, thinking you're missing something. But if we can just train our bodies and train our minds to sit down and slow down, um, we will be able to see a clear path forward. So the glitter bottle is also a favorite. You know what I've been trying? So I've been trying to have more mindfulness as a like a daily routine practice. And when people say the word meditation, I think it gets a bad rap. Like I think in my mind, that is like crisscross applesauce, like ohm. And maybe sometimes it is, but it can also be other things. So do you want to share a little bit about What else that can look like? Does it always have to be, I must have a 20 minute time period where I, you know, close my eyes and really get in a meditative traditional stance or what is it? Like, what is mindfulness? Yeah. So, well, and specifically meditation, that's just one piece of mindfulness. One piece of yoga practice is that being able to calm calm your mind and focus on just one thing. So, Um, the recommendation research recommends 10 to 15 minutes um, a day, six to seven days a week, because we want it to be a practice. And that means you have to do it often to get good at it. Mm -hmm. Um, So six to seven days a week, 10 to 15 minutes, but it doesn't have to always be all at once. Mm. It might be 60 seconds today. It might be five rounds of 60 seconds tomorrow at different times sporadically throughout the day. We just want you to fit it in. Um, 
it could be something as simple as paying attention to how it feels when you're hand washing the pot after dinner. What's the water feel like? Is it hot? Is it cold? Is it slippery? Is it gritty? You know, like specifically just thinking about one thing on purpose and being curious about it. It doesn't Mm. have to be listening to that guided meditation on the Headspace app. Um, It could be that you go sit outside on your porch. It was a beautiful day yesterday. Today's a little bit warmer, but go outside, sit on your porch and think about all the different sounds that you're hearing. That is paying attention right now. It's training your brain to say, oh, wait, this is what I'm this is what I'm here for right now in this moment. So make the most of the little moments you have. And eventually you're going to get really good at it. Uh. I, lo- I need more of that in my life. I've been having to set a timer like and I have to start really small because my brain is like a squirrel running around in it. So when I try and sit and just think about one thing, it's hard for me. So I've been trying to set a five minute timer and just sit down or I love being outside. And I like what you're saying about, you know, it it can just be sitting out there and paying attention to like, what do you like not being on my phone, scrolling through all the things that, that drains me. That's not, you know, that's mindlessness. Like I'm just mindlessly like looking at whatever random, you know, recipes or anything like that. So how does it impact you as an early childhood educator or just as a human? Like once we start getting these practices more in place and we're more consistent with our, you know, really trying to just be present, what happens then? Like what, what is it? What's in it for me? Why do I want to do this? Great question. Um, What's in it for you is the whole The whole purpose is that we understand ourselves in the moment so that what comes next is the best version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So if I can slow down and realize, oh, my 16-year-old just said to me is not sitting right and I want to explode, but I'm not because I'm thinking about it. Hopefully what comes out then after I've paused (laughs) is the best version of myself. So by practicing um, being aware of what's going on inside of us, we can, when we're in the classroom or at home or wherever, we can have the best version of us come out, which is what our children um, mm. in our own homes, our children in our classrooms, our colleagues in our work and our family members all deserve, which is the best version of ourselves, the compassionate version, and not only for them, but for ourselves too. Because like you said, it's it's hard and you feel bad when you can't remember to practice or you don't have time, but that is what everybody's mind is like. Everybody is super busy. No one has enough time. So um, just know that it's normal. Those, those feelings and those things that you're thinking, that's normal. Everybody has those. Um, but again, with practice, we can get better and we can get stronger at whatever it is we're practicing. And in this case, it's paying attention. And I think everybody wants to be the best version of themselves. Like we all want to show up, especially when working with young children, like we all need to be self-regulated to help them learn how to also regulate. (laughs) Like it has to be, I'm in control of my feelings, thoughts, words, actions before I can support a little one who's not, you know? So I, I feel like that just hits so So it just, it makes me feel like, gosh, that's the why behind it. Best version of myself. I want to be that showing up for my family, for my kids, for, like you said, colleagues, like everybody. So 
Uh, Jackie, sign me up. I'm in. Like, <laughs> you got me sold. I want to know a little bit more about it. So you mentioned it's an eight-week training. Are they offered in person, Zoom? What's what's the story? Yeah. So thank you. We would love to have more people sign up. We, our team, many of us are time facilitators and we're delivering it kind of all the time. You you can reach out to any of the team and say, hey, I have a group of people I wanna take um, to go through the Chime program, or I just have myself. Mm -hmm. And um, we kind of spread it around, look who's got a class coming up, get you the information so you can register and get you started in the soonest class that we can get. Um, that being said, <laughs> you might have to wait a little bit and yeah. with, Waiting can be really hard. I get that too, but um, we do kind of have a waiting list. So sometimes we'll have somebody who can't join a class that's about to start. So we do keep a tally and we do keep a list and we do our best to schedule those um, for when it works really well for people. We do offer Chime both virtually and in person. So if you want an in-person class, you might have to wait a little bit longer depending on where you're at in the state of Nebraska or beyond if people are listening to this outside of our great state. Um, but yeah, so it is virtual, um, definitely delivered virtually, um, also delivered in person. It is an eight week commitment and we do ask mm -hmm. for that. So if you already know you can't come on week six, like this, that's not the weekly program for you. Wait till yeah. the next, because, um, we know things come up and there might be reasons you might miss a class, but they are important. So at least when you sign up, we want you to be dedicated and available for those eight, um, weekly sessions. So let's talk Turkey. How much is there a cost and how long is each session each week? Okay. Yeah. So let's start with the easy part. The sessions each week. So the first one is our introduction to Chime, where you're going to learn a little bit about mindfulness, social emotional learning. Um, what is the class going to look like? Get some tools in your toolbox to get through the next seven weeks there. That first session, that intro is two hours. Mm -hmm. The seven sessions after that meet for an hour and a half in the class whether it's in person or on Zoom. And then we have 30 minutes of what we like to call work work assigned. And what that means is during the class, we're learning about a specific piece or portion of mindfulness. So maybe it's mindfulness and listening. We're learning about it. We're giving you some activities you can try out at home or in your classroom or program. Um, and then we ask you to take that to your, where you have children, maybe mm -hmm. it's your house or wherever, your program and try it out. Notice what happened and actually <laughs> reflect on it. Um, in addition to that small activity we ask you to do and reflection about it, we ask you to start to try to get your way up to 10 minutes, right? Of practicing um, meditation or another kind of practice. It could be yoga, um, it could be more reflection, but we definitely want to see you start to practice these things um, so that you can grow and you can be better. So the price, um, the price, it can vary, which I know you might not want to hear that, but it depends on if we have grant funding. So we have been blessed. Almost every Chime class we've had since 2017 has been funded um, through a grant or sponsored mm -hmm. by an extension educator or one of our specialists like Dr. Holly Hatton. Um, but those have kind of come to an end lately. And mm -hmm. so right now, a current class that's posted right now, it's 135 for the eight weeks. But I want you to keep in mind in Nebraska and in several other states, 
you do earn in-service hours for that. So um, if you participate in full, meaning you come to all the in-person or virtual sessions and you complete that work work, you earn up to 16 hours of in-service. So that's yeah. a huge big chunk that you get taken care of um, in just those eight weeks. And you also receive your participant handbook, which is full of materials for you to continue to use and strategies moving forward, as well as just having the community members, you know, your colleagues who are joining, maybe it's from your own program or another program, you get to meet those people and they kind of become your chime team. And mm -hmm. um, people always wonder what comes next. <laughs> like, oh, these eight weeks are over. I can't believe it. It was so hard eight weeks ago and now I'm going to miss it. Um, a lot of them stay connected through text messages, emails, um, monthly check-ins. So um, you get what you get out of this program, what you give. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I love that. I think that's true for any professional development you go to. Whatever you put in, you get out. But this sure sounds like it's more than just the 16 hours. Like this is life skills that you're taking with you to just better your interactions with Absolutely. people in your life. So I think, okay, where do I go to find out more? Like, how can I find, where can I get on the wait list? How can I sign up? Yeah, so if you go to our website, it's child.unl.edu slash chime, you'll go right to the page. Um, however, if you go to child.unl.edu, you'll be able to find it up at the top of the red bar. Um, take you right to the website and then you can ask for some more information. Cool. Uh, yeah. Okay. Guess what I'm doing right after we're done with this. <laughs> I'm in just because I am very passionate about taking care of ourselves as um, early childhood workforce members. Like I think when I reflect on my little burnout journey, when I was a classroom teacher, that is a huge part of it was my lack of self-care. So for season two, our podcasts are kind of getting closed out with sharing a little bit about our favorite self-care strategies that we personally use. So I know self-care is part of mindfulness. I'm sure very much part of the Chime program too, I'm assuming. But we want to know about yours, Jackie. Like what's your, what do you do to recharge your battery in a real way? Um, so I've, I've been practicing yoga, but more so now than ever. And just the joy of exercise and running and focusing and giving back to myself is my self care. So whether it's running, practicing yoga, taking a walk with my family in the evening, yeah. um, exercise is my way of self care. Me too. And my exercise looks very different than it did when I was a 20 year old girl who could run up and down hills. And now I just walk them, <laughs> but it still feels, it fills my bucket. So I think that's such a, that's something we can all relate to. It just makes you feel better. Oh, Jackie, this was perfect. I feel we shared a lot of good info with our listeners on where they can learn more, the why behind it. Is there any last thing that you want to share before we close out? Um, I guess I would just share that you might feel like eight weeks is an eternity when you're a classroom teacher or a director and that there are so many other things that are pulling you away. But I promise you, once you get through that first class, you really will look forward to the time that you're taking for yourself to end up supporting yourself and the children that you work for. So I would 
tilt, if you're on the fence, I would go for it. And I think you're going to find that the time just flies by. Ah, Jackie says, go for it. The time will fly by and be well worth it. Oh, thank you so much for sharing, Jackie. And thank you everyone for spending quality time with us. Please join again as we chat about future topics to support our Nebraskan providers on their journeys with Step Up to Quality. Until next time, bye-bye.